No one knows the future and we're not pretending That in a single weekend we can guess this year's ending When you listen next week only, an hour's gone by Don't know if we can do it but we're gonna try We're stuck in the past, you keep moving on We'll be talking 2024 all year long We're stuck in the past, you keep moving on We'll be talking 2024 all year long. Hello, welcome to Talkin' 2024 with Noah and Jim. It's 11.50 a.m. on Black Friday. This is episode 5 of 53 that we were recording back-to-back, bringing you a weekly forecast that's timely and untimely. Like a shadow that's trusted to predict the changing of the seasons. Or a named rodent who's more famous than I'll ever be. That's right, we're talking January 28th through February 3rd, 2024, with our guest of the hour, Mike Marbach. Six more weeks of winter? We'll find out this week on Groundhog Day. Once again, I'm your host on this journey through time, Noah Max Levine, and here with me is your co-host for winter, Jim O'Donnell. Hello! Hi Noah, how are you? I'm doing okay, I'm starting to feel it. I need to do eye drops after this because my eyes are starting to dry out. Oh, really? But I brought them and I prepared for this. It's funny, as I was saying through the lines that I had, I was like, "Mm, pick up the energy a little bit, saying to myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's also lunchtime and I meant to order lunch, but I I didn't have time. Yep, that is totally fine. We'll get it through (laughs) the next one. Uh, Do we have any birthdays this week? Yes, we wish a happy birthday to Elijah Wood, Oprah Winfrey, Christian Bale, Peter Seagal, uh, Rick James, James Joyce, James L. Ursi, and Usri, and James P. Johnson. You're great for reading those. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's meet our guest. Mike Marbach is an improviser, theater owner, impressionist, the voice kind, not the pain and kind, podcaster, and cat dad. He is the founder of Crossroads Philly, Crossroads Indie, and Crossroads Podcasts. A fun fact about Mike, when he was studying and performing in Chicago, it was at a time that also had him in classes and on bills with the likes of A.D. Bryant, Hannibal Burris, Tim Robinson, Kumail Nanjiani, Thomas Middleditch, Mike O'Brien, Vanessa Bayer, Lauren Lapkus, Tim Baltz, Connor O'Malley, T.J. Miller, Cameron Esposito, T.J. and Dave, and more. Mike, welcome to Talk in 2024. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. So uh, to kind of kick things off, we just want to talk with you about how you move through the year, how you move through time, I guess, in an abstract way. Starting with a concrete question, are you a planner or do you just go with the flow? It's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Uh, it, and it depends on the day. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. Like right now, my job is basically crossroad stuff and I work from home, which makes planning a challenge because there are things here that will occupy my time, like television, streaming, cats wandering into the into the yard. Laundry, groceries, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> self-care, living. showering. I do better with planning when I have too much to do. Mm. Uh, And you would think being a business owner that that would probably be the case. But Crossroads is still relatively small, even though we have, you know, some stuff we're doing in Indy and Philly and the podcast things. It's not a huge undertaking uh, to do the amounts that we're doing. I'm a little bit of a planner, a little bit of a um, of an improviser, if you will, when when things come up, kind of have to be. Do you find that you plan more within like a professional life versus uh, your personal life? Oh, absolutely. It's uh, like any planning that I do is all around the professional shit. I really let my personal go. (laughs) It's probably something that uh, could be better balanced. I definitely feel that there was a chance we were going to be recording this in my apartment. Um, And we're really happy to be here at Subbona Creativity Project. We're really thankful for the space. But I was like, Mm. but then I'll have to put 
things away. <laughs> then I'll yeah, clean up. the the pandemic has has made me like I've always been generally anxious and not the the most socially uh, graceful person uh, or social butterfly for that matter. But the pandemic has really forced me further away. And then I moved away from like <laughs> all my <laughs> friends, uh, and I don't really know anybody out here in Indianapolis uh, where I'm at right now. It's 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 a bit of a bit of a challenge. Yeah, you're you're running a comedy theater here in Philly. You were you were based here before the pandemic, and then I remember mm-hmm. you moved to Indy while that was going on. And my fiance Michael and I, we, you were selling off all your belongings, and we have your former stand mixer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Anytime there was like a rumor in the the Philly world that you might be coming back to town, Michael. My partner, Michael, will say to me, he can't have his stand mixer back. (laughs) (laughs) Have you gotten a stand mixer since? Uh, Well, I have one here at the house. It's the the house, the house mixer. I'm living with family. Uh, So thankfully, I have the exact same model, which when you're baking, those things are super helpful. How is it treating you? good i mean we don't use it too much i've used it <laughs> it broke after three days <laughs> i've used it to mix up some uh, ice creams very nice which it's almost too big for yeah we've made some things in there <laughs> good i'm glad it's getting put to use uh but yeah i moved out here during the uh pandemic october 2020 so just over three years which is insane because that pandemic really is a its own little time anomaly yeah yeah like this time anomaly we're creating i I keep (laughs) saying like when are you going to have to stop telling people what you were doing during the pandemic when you introduce yourself and talk about yourself yeah it's still a thing it'll probably still be a thing on january 28th uh, or you know this week when you all are listening Mm -hmm. when you do plan things do you use like a calendar for any of that no well i mean that's not true there's the google calendar google calendar uh, which i which i am not great about using this was on the calendar uh, because it is at such a time in the day that will make it extremely easy for me to not think about where I would just be like, I throw something on streaming or, you know, the leaves are still falling. So I'd have to be doing that. And then I'd be like, holy shit. And then it would be three hours late. You're not thinking about where you have to be at 1150 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> not when you when you work from home. I used to. I, it used to matter where I was at a given time. Not, not so much anymore. What's the furthest thing in the future that you have planned for yourself? For like, are we talking myself, myself, or myself? Crossroads. Whichever is further in the future. Yeah. Well, fringe. You know, fringe ends and fringe begins. So there are meetings that we have for those. So that's just under a year away. Yeah. So the Philadelphia fringe is always like the first week of September through the third week, something like that. Yes. Uh, yeah, around there. Uh, and also the Indie Fringe, uh, which is about a month before, uh, which I was at this time. It was the first time I actually got out of the house to see live comedy in Indianapolis, where I live. I'd like to be a part of it next year. Uh, so I'm looking to bring Study Hall, one of our uh, longest running shows. No, not one of our longest running show, my longest running show yeah. uh, to, to Indianapolis uh, and other cities around the country, too. But uh, Indianapolis Fringe and Philly Fringe, too, because that'll be... 10 years i think it'll be the 10th anniversary of study hall as a regular regular show so wow. it's possible that it may have to make a uh, a fringe appearance there it's definitely interesting to think about like what we do plan ahead for and what we don't plan ahead for like people know their wedding dates ways in advance and when you're yeah. planning the shows and the festivals you're planning some of that way in advance but then yeah other things it's like I don't know, examples of things we don't plan because we just do them. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like, there's trips and things like that, but nothing really else. Because wh- when we 
to pull back the curtain a bit, when you had had us fill out the sheet, one of the questions was, what's the furthest thing you have uh, planned? And I have nothing. I, I don't, I don't yeah. plan much like that. Yeah. Uh, Mike, do you have anything personally that you have planned farther in advance? Not really. Only because out here, I don't live in Philly and I reside in Indianapolis. Like I don't live out here. <laughs> I, 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 this is where, where I sleep um, <laughs> because I don't really know many people outside of like the people I hadn't that I've taught in improv classes or the people that I've met throughout the comedy community. And Indianapolis is not like Philly where it's, it's easy to get around. You have really? to have a car. Yes. You have to drive unless you were downtown. It's it's a there. There aren't even really any sidewalks. If I really wanted to walk somewhere, I'd be walking against traffic. So, yeah, I, I reside here. Uh, so it, it's very difficult for me to plan things for myself when I, I guess the longest term plan I have is to get something on the calendar for myself, <laughs> you know, just something for for me that is un that is not crossroads related yeah that is not getting me out of the house for that sort of thing and that's one of the reasons i wanted to ask this question i have a friend that i keep trying to like do things with and he'll be like well i've got something planned for the next 10 weekends and i'm like who are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then other people yeah it's like never have anything planned so it's just interesting to 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 know how everybody does it yeah, there is the um, it's it's not even I mean, it's me personally, but it's not me personally. And that's uh, the wedding of Molly Scullion uh, and Andrew Whitehead will be coming next year. Yeah. So that's that's something that's on my calendar. I think that counts, you know, like, you know, you've got that trip. Um, I do. I do know them from Philly comedy stuff. So that's exciting. I didn't know they got engaged. Mm -hmm. That's so nice. <laughs> So someone out there is learning about this in January for the first time. <laughs> someone who knows them. Or complete strangers are hearing these names and going, what? Mazel tov. Um, so I want to talk more about this about this week, what you've got going on, what we think will be happening in the world. Uh, but first, Jim is there. I have a segment that I've been calling Winter Whimsy. <laughs> for me, winter evokes a feeling of uh, whimsy. Uh, with uh, a lot of the snow and um, holiday-type things. Mike, I wanted to know, is there anything that gives you a feeling of whimsy within the wintertime? I used to... I haven't done it in a while, but I love sledding. Oh. Uh, and, and But the, the, that's the other thing. Like, Indiana's very flat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, glaciers. Uh, yeah, it is... Uh, it's very flat. But I'm sure there's, there's got to be somewhere to go uh, sledding in the area. I used to love that. Going to the mountains, which, again, I haven't done... Being out of Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's not very whimsical, but just hot chocolate. That's one thing I definitely love about the about the season. Oh no. In one of the episodes, I used that as an example of something that gave me a feeling of whimsy. So yes. it is absolutely something okay. that does. Great. Hot chocolate is absolutely whimsical. Mm -hmm. Because you have a box of coffee on the table no calories it's famous in the morning it wakes you up it gets you going and you have a box of hot chocolate which is just dessert <laughs> yeah certain a cup i'm a person who doesn't drink coffee because of the caffeine me either so when it's cold out i'll drink the hot coffee uh, hot chocolate to warm up while everyone else is drinking coffee yeah i don't i am not i've never been a coffee drinker yeah um i do I, i'm quite caffeinated um, but I don't, oh. I don't drink coffee. Hot chocolate really is only, that's definitely a seasonal, seasonal thing, but yeah. a big part of the, of the season. Do you, 
Are you big marshmallow folks? Little marshmallows, actually. Like that little side sidecar package they give you? <laughs> I'd probably like a clear a clear cup with nothing floating in it. Yeah? Spicy hot chocolate, too. I got the bag of Jet Puff mini- miniatures. Throw those in. If you if you haven't done it before, uh, the mixer wouldn't be great for this unless you use the whisk attachment. But one of those like hand blenders, do that with some some hot chocolate and some marshmallows. Ooh, like a little, wow. little hot smoothie. Pretty oh, great. I see, because the hot liquid melts the marshmallows so that it can kind of mm-hmm. blend. Clever. I've done like fluff on top of a hot chocolate before, and that's a that's a, just like a melted uh, marshmallow. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. What's your preferred way of getting a caffeine? Since you're a caffeinated person. Uh, I have a, to, to people of a certain age, people, people are going to be like, oh my God, what? <laughs> but I take caffeine pills. I have a caffeine pill in the, in, I pop one in the, the morning with the rest of the rest of my pills. And, and that's where I get my caffeine in the, in the morning. You're like a trucker. <laughs> yeah. Only I don't leave the couch. <laughs> and the reason I say that as like people of a certain age, because whenever people think of like caffeine pills, they think of Jesse Spano in the episode of Say by the Bell, where she gets addicted because she's got to stay up and she's got to study. And if she doesn't get, you know, studies, she doesn't get into Stanford. Oh, man. And she sings, I'm so excited. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. excited. Yeah. The thing that I, was popular when I was in high school or that was coming around was five hour energy. Oh, yeah. Which feels like a trap. <laughs> what if you're done after hour three and it's still going problem for other medications too you ever drink two of those at once no i've never had one i did do that once uh and it was after a dell close marathon uh oh, where i was yeah. up all night and then took the bus back to philly and had to teach from like three to six or something on a sunday yeah uh so i did two five hour energies which i wouldn't recommend no it doesn't stack it doesn't give you 10 hours of energy it gives you two <laughs> five hours energy at the same time yeah it yeah. drives you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But you probably like finished the whole curriculum in that in that afternoon. Oh yeah, yeah. They got dismissed <laughs> about uh, two and a half hours early. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start talking about this week, uh, January twenty eighth through February third. It's a cold time. What's the weather you think going to be like out out there where you're at in Indy? Uh, Indy and Philly are fairly similar, just a couple of days apart uh, usually, where it's pretty moderate. Uh, we had a few, uh, like maybe two weeks where it was very, very, very cold, 10 degrees or, or lower this year, I would say probably going to be the same, same sort of thing where it'll be fairly mild. I don't want global warming. I don't want <laughs> climate change, but I also hate the cold. <laughs> Just move South. Don't ruin it for the rest of us. <laughs> Yeah, be like a bird. <laughs> there are warm places you can go. <laughs> I would. Once I make a crap ton of money doing something where that's possible, uh, then uh, I will. I would. Yeah, yeah. I fly south for the winter. Uh, in Florida, they call them snowbirds. <laughs> My grandparents were snowbirds for a while. Yeah. Where they uh, go down to uh, Florida for the winter. Mm-hmm. So February is starting this week. So one thing that starts this week is the black history month so the first day of that is on february 1st the finnish presidential election is happening this week january 28th okay which is also world world leprosy day also on my calendar (laughs) (laughs) i noted all the international elections but i definitely am not aware of where it'll be crucial or or sure sometimes sometimes you hear about them and sometimes you don't but you know what is happening in in election news this week in the u.s uh, is when their Democratic primary in South Carolina oh, yeah. is supposed to be. There was some jostling of those dates, yeah. and I didn't write down all the details. 
Are you going to be following that or will you be watching the news? Yeah, I'm a, for anybody that doesn't follow me on Twitter, I don't really tweet much um, now, uh, but threads uh, or Facebook or any of those things. Yes, I'm a very politically sharing. <laughs> I'm very active on uh, social media when it, when it comes to that stuff. Eventually, I'm going to run for, for an office. But yes, I do follow that stuff. I am interested to see how it plays out with South Carolina because, uh, you know, New Hampshire and even uh, Iowa, uh, like they're not happy no. about what's what's going on. And they're st still talking about making it happen. Yeah. People this week are probably going to be hearing a lot about that. There are probably mm -hmm. going to be a lot of yeah. articles that are saying, oh, it's not a New Hampshire. Oh, it's not an Iowa talking to people in those places. Yeah. Going to the to the diners. <laughs> And finding those old folks. Oh, yeah. If you don't want to be interviewed about the election, don't go to a small town diner yeah. this week. <laughs> Do not eat out. <laughs> it's going to be a bad idea. You did say you would run for office. Would you run for a, yeah, an office, uh, like a maybe even like a mayor or like a councilman uh, position? I absolutely would. Yeah? I am pretty sure I will at some point. It's not very soon. I just, I just, I want to do it at a point where I have some successes <laughs> okay <laughs> you know uh some some successes that i can that i can point to and um i mean per, like personal successes yeah uh that i that i feel like okay now i can move on to do this this thing um, oh. and i don't feel like that's the that's the time i see uh, or like now is the time like right now i'm working on crossroads and i want to get that into a good position in both philadelphia and indianapolis and I want that success personally before I move on to to the next the next thing. I realize like now it sounds like I've failed up to this point. Uh, and why would anybody vote for me? <laughs> do you do you do you feel like superstitious about it? Like if good things start happening, you ride that wave with other good things, or is it just that practical? Oh, I definitely am a, a, a wave rider. There, there is something about that. It's like, if good things are happening, let's keep it going. Let's run for office, buy a lottery ticket, yeah. invest in crypto. Yeah. Don't invest in crypto. <laughs> well, it's very easy to continue trying to do good things when good things are happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's much more difficult when uh, you're, you're at rock bottom or <laughs> you've had a, a string of things that didn't quite quite work out like that's the i mean but that's the whole thing that separates people that they get a lot of things done versus yeah. people that don't and i fall somewhere i think in the in the middle of those depending on the day yeah it's really powerful and important sometimes to go like you know i'm in a rut uh, these, these are happening so i'm going to do something new but it just feels the, the the possibility of failure feels much you you like stake your whole life on this is the thing that's going to turn it around and and so it's harder yeah. to fail but those people just need to take improv classes because that teaches you how to fail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I won't uh, disagree. Um, are you, do we, do any of us care about Groundhog Day? That's on Friday this week, the second. I care about the movie. Yeah, we can, I like the we movie. can talk about the movie. Uh, the day itself though. Yeah, you watch Punks of Tony Phil, uh, look at his shadow and then that's about it. I, I never liked it. I, I, I think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. That they do this, this poor groundhog each time. And like every couple of years, like one of them dies. Uh, you think that it's going to be be the end of it. Yeah. I would just like a little bit more. Did he really see a shadow? Like, how do we how do we know? When you watch it on TV, they put his face to the ground mm -hmm. and then they go, and he saw a shadow. It's like, 
you made him see his shadow, not yeah. uh, the other way around. It's bogus. Yeah. Yeah, that and daylight savings, uh, just get rid of them. Oh, yeah, daylight savings. <laughs> I'm going to bring in Tom while we're talking about Groundhog Day. Yeah. Tom producing this whole thing. You're talking about the Groundhog Day movie. Yeah. So I'm a graduate of the Harold Ramis Film School. Harold Ramis directed that. Mm-hmm. And the like artistic head of the program when I was there, it's now the Second City Film School, was uh, this guy Trevor Albert, who was Harold Ramis's producer for years. And one of our assignments was uh, we had to like direct a scene from a movie that we liked. So I did a scene from Groundhog Day. Oh, nice. As I'm, like, directing, like, actors to do this stuff, Trevor Albert walks in. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, like, it was so tense, and, like, he just hung out for a little bit, and, like, then him and my teacher, like, left and walked away, and as soon as the door shut behind him, everybody just, like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> just, like, <laughs> let it out, and I'm, like, cool, nothing we just filmed is usable. Uh, we gotta <laughs> just... Take it from the back. I'm like, I don't know if this guy is just watching me like butcher his baby like, in front of him, but I was like, oh, geez. That's a whole difficult project. Yeah, yeah, it was it was nuts. I'm sorry to interject. I was just like, I, I have a Groundhog Day story. <laughs> That's funny. That's what it's all about. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Tom, making sure that we continue to have guests as we <laughs> <laughs> move through. So important. So good. Other things happening this week. Some video games are coming out. Are you? A, mm-hmm. Do you play video games? I do sometimes. I used to be way more into video games, particularly fighting games. Oh, uh, love love Mortal Kombat, love Street Fighter, Virtual Fighter, all those Tekken's, um, Killer Instinct, all of them going back. You just missed Tekken Eight by a week. Well, it came out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, in January. <laughs> yeah. It will have come out a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I'll have to, uh, no, I'll check it. I still have to get the Mortal Kombat 1, because even though I don't play too much right now, um, I do have the systems. Like, I have a Switch. I have um, not the latest uh, Xbox, whatever, the, the one, Xbox One. I think so. Uh, so if as long as they're made on, on that, I'll still pick it up. Cause that's why I love fighting games. You can pick them up. You can put them down. You don't have to go through and do these story modes or anything. Just makes me feel like back in the arcade and get my ass kicked. Grand Blue Fantasy is, I think, a fighting game, but it's one of the like many like Japanese kind of character games. Sure. Also coming out this week, Persona 3 Reload, which is the remaster. Persona 3 and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which I think I've seen a trailer for, but don't know much about. I'll probably try Persona 3 eventually, personally, but I'm not in a rush. I'm not familiar with Persona 3. Is that a... Uh, what kind of game is that? Is that based off the Ingmar Bergman movie? <laughs> so uh, the Persona games are JRPGs that are a spinoff of another series that I don't know much about. This is where I need my fiance, Michael, to to explain <laughs> mm-hmm. everything. But the Persona games, they're like kids in school, but then they fight demons and have alter egos and do spells. And, and oh, there's kind of great. like something else going on. So the Persona 5 just came out and was very popular. And they like were thieves that were going into people's minds and stealing their hearts to make them not be uh, really bad people. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> but it's, great. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. I'm into all that magic, curses, all that stuff. Let's see if there's any movies you're looking forward to this week. I know you're a movie person. I am. So one movie that's coming out this week is Argyle, the Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard movie. It's kind of a metafictional spy thriller. Okay. One of the other movies we uh, were looking at had a similar plot. To uh, I'm looking at it because it's about a spy novelist who seldom leaves her home, 
and is drawn into the real world of espionage. We saw kind of a similar plot in one of the other ones. Yeah, there was a, an assassin one. Yeah. This was kind of a bait and switch in the early promotion where they're like, oh, it's a spy movie about Henry Cavill, but actually he's mm. the character that Bryce Dallas Howard writes about, but then they interact. Okay. Oh, I see. Gotcha. There's a movie called... Uh, how to have sex which is like a coming of age comedy about 16 year olds going to crete there's the promised land which is a danish language historical film and orion in the dark which is an animated fantasy film coming to netflix it's written by uh, charlie kaufman i see yeah Mm. so what do you think any of those on your to see list I've not heard of any of them. Uh, so not at this time. Yeah, maybe you will have. I am a movie person, but right now it's anything that I have access to from home. Yeah. I yeah. used to I used to go to the movies when I was living in Philly two to three times a week. I had the Regal Pass. Oh, wow. And a flexible schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat of a disposable, you know, some disposable income, uh, which allowed me to do that. Now that I'm in Indianapolis, I don't because uh, I'm either paying for a lift back and forth so when I do go to see a movie, it's usually like two or three in the same day because I'm getting, you know, I'm like, I'm out. I'm just going to make, get my money's worth. But yeah, I can't even think what's, what's, what is coming other than those Dune, Dune was pushed back second part. So a few weeks from now, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. That is one that I will leave the house to go, to go see. And then I will probably follow it up with some horror bullshit. What time of day do you like to go to the. As early as they show them. If they showed seven thirty in the morning movies. I would I would be there. I would have popcorn and soda and I would stay the day. <laughs> do you do movies in the morning? I do. Yeah. Really? Uh, that's when I uh, yeah, it's my preferred time to 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 go uh because I'll I wake up, you know, do my breakfast thing, go to the, go see the movie, especially when I was in Philly, I would see the movie and then I would go home and I'd still have the rest of the day. Yeah. At at night I was typically at the theater or at another show uh or doing a podcast uh so and in the afternoon like that's your whole afternoon. So mornings for sure. Yeah, I've done it before. It made me feel like an adult. I was like, well, I'm going to be up anyway. I can go to the movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a because there was a thing when I was a kid where like it was odd to come out of a movie theater and it was still bright out. Yeah, it is odd. Like, that feels weird to me. <laughs> it yeah, still right. feels weird. Yeah. yeah. It's it's whiplash. Well, I'm up very early every day, 5 or 6 a.m. every day. Uh, so for me going to an, uh, you know, 10 or 11 AM movie, I've been up for five, six hours at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's dinner time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I want to squeeze in some time to talk to you because you did, you do have a bunch of stuff coming up in 2024. Uh, well, just crossroads in general. We are still at this point, hopefully we'll have it, uh, nonprofit status. Mm. And our big issue continues to be that we don't have our own space. So that is a... Uh, that is a major focus in 2024 because it limits the things we can offer. It limits the opportunities to people that need them, that want them. And for people who aren't familiar, you're running shows once a month or so on a weekend. And you also have reg- classes we're lucky. that you're running in yeah. improv and stuff. The kind of stuff you, you can't do on the street. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's super inconsistent uh, in terms of when we do shows and that is a focus for 2024 is to find some consistency and hopefully that's through a space of our own even if that is a shoebox i don't care if we're performing in like a little shoebox kind of theater uh that seats 20 people as long as we can program like i also got no problem saying like their shows sell out all the time well they can only fit 20 people so that's (laughs) that's fine by me that is my favorite (laughs) trick (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Remove some seats. Stop, lower the number of tickets yep. you're selling. Sold sell out. out. Great. <laughs> Sold out. 
getting a space of our own or and also getting out into the community into the arts community more and finding more partnerships uh we do we've done shows at different museums we do one at the art museum each year so finding more opportunities for us to meet people where they are rather than expect people to find crossroads wherever it happens to be on any given day until we have a space of our own and then some podcasts that may be going on yeah we do a podcast on the good verse if you're familiar with the good wife the good fight uh you know it's the the good verse and there's another spin-off coming out uh that is centered in that world featuring elizabeth tassioni uh, and that i believe comes out it might even be the week we're recording uh it's got to be so it was good wife the good fight so now we've got to be at the good uh i i can't, I can't guess I'm, I'm not even positive what it's what it's called right now, but it features Elizabeth Tassioni. And if you're familiar with the character uh, played by Carrie Preston, it is a she's a great character. Um, it's she's like part monk, part house, part eccentric artist, mad oh. scientist, character house. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yes, she's part building. <laughs> she's a robot that turns into a building. Yes, oh, it's smart called house. it's called Elsbeth. Elsbeth, okay, which yeah. makes me sad because it doesn't have good. It should be the good Elsbeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the good Beth. I didn't know they were connected. The yeah, good wife and the good fight. Yeah. Well, there was also the mm-hmm. good place and the good something else on TV at the Not same connected. time. I knew the good place wasn't connected. <laughs> <laughs> you could cover them on the same podcast. I'd I'd allow it. Christine Baranski was in the Good Wife, uh, and then moved to Chicago. Uh, and it's always fun when they talk about Chicago on that show because it's always like, let's go get some deep dish. Very classic Chicago stuff. Oh, they could do a crossover with the bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to season three of the bear. And you're putting some of your letters together into a book, perhaps? Yeah, I've been saying that. That's one of the <laughs> ones uh, for for years that is that's always just carried over uh, into from New Year's resolution to New Year's resolution is to compile yeah, all yeah. the letters that I've written and also write some more because I've I really enjoy it. Uh, it was one of the um, whenever whenever people read them, they're they're always like they find them fun and they are ridiculous. They're they're extremely long. <laughs> the one I've written to Burger King has got to be four pages, single space. <laughs> so these are letters to companies that you uh, yes. that you've done. Why did you start that? I think the first one that I did was to Turkey Hill. Trying to get some clarity on their thoughts on the Sprinkles versus Jimmy's debate that (laughs) that rages on uh, as it was part of a there was like a college magazine show, lifestyle show, The Sales Life. I I was like the what's his name on 60 Minutes, Andy Rooney. Yeah. You know, why do they put the cotton in the in the medicine kind of guy? I would do those sorts of sorts of stories. And then it just kind of snowballed from from there. The letters got longer. The reasons got more thin. So then they became like these long, twisty, turny sort of journeys uh, that sometimes find their point and sometimes are based in a real grievance or kudos uh, in some cases. Sounds like a great way to get a collection of essays out there. Do you ever get responses? I have gotten responses. Turkey Hill replied. They loved it. Bissell, makers of the big green clean machine. They loved the they loved it. Turkey Hill sent me a whole bunch of coupons to different um, to different things. A lot don't. Uh, a lot don't <laughs> Letters have always been so performative. I love that about them. Just it's like only supposed to go to one person, but the way like George Washington and them wrote their letters, like like they knew they would be read. Franz Kafka's uh, letters to his father are apparently very like uh, incredible to read. We are running low on time. 
So anything else people should know about like where to find you and how to keep up with Crossroads and also potentially MikeMarbach.com if that launches? Ah, uh, yes. MikeMarbach.com is where I used to have a lot of these letters posted. Yeah. Uh, and then GoDaddy saw to the end of that. Uh, I then had to find the, I had to snipe the my own domain because some <laughs> other company bought it up and it was like years where I had to just kind of wait to see it. So I'd like to get that website back up, uh, but where to find me, that would be MikeMarbach.com eventually. And at Mike Marbach on all the things, uh, as far as Crossroads goes, Crossroads Philly is at X Roads Comedy and at X Roads Comedy Indie for the indie side of things. There's, it's going to be an exciting year, 2024. It, it can only be great. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for coming. So convincing. And chatting with us. Um, we want to remind our viewers, uh, listeners, not to forget about the Southern Hemisphere, where the weather is opposite of here. Mm. And uh, we want to thank Salvona Creativity Project. <laughs> we want to thank Salvona Creativity Project for giving us uh, space to be here for so long, doing so much of this. Check out what they are up to. Lastly, we leave you with the takeaway, which is one thing for our listeners to take with them in the week ahead. And this week's topic will be something worth repeating over and over again this week. Like in the movie Groundhog Day. Uh, one of the big things, and this hopefully this doesn't sound negative, is no response is a response. Oh, oh, like okay. a, yeah, like a motto that they can repeat to themselves. Uh, because I find myself chasing a lot of people to do different things uh, that I want to keep involved in this or give opportunities to. So going into 2024, I'm going to take you know, no response as that's the response. Something that's good. Uh, it's good dating advice as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm going to use this topic to pander for our podcast and say something that's worth doing over and over again this week is sh uh, sharing. Yes. <laughs> this podcast this is our fifth episode we've got a bunch more so stay with us throughout the year jim do you have one that's not pandering no uh, well yes actually uh mine was <laughs> uh just breathe <laughs> thank you everyone thank you mike uh tune in next week we'll be back talking 2024 was recorded at sawabona creativity project in south philadelphia for more information about their programs go to sawabonacreativityproject.org this episode was recorded on november 24th 2023 and therefore should not be considered a trusted news source music for this episode was written and performed by sarah clemency you can find more information about our guests in the show notes and via our instagram at talkin2024 for any questions about the podcast you can email talkin2024 at gmail.com if you'd like to follow along with the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great week. How can you live a year in just three days? How can you live a year in 36 hours? Turn in the calendar, but you're staying in the same chair. Living a year.